Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to chsrhealthylife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. chsrhealthylife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing. Two, one. That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing. From beautiful Huntington Beach, California, on the HealthyLife.net radio network, heard in all 50 states and 135 countries, all positive talk radio all the time. Welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave, the caregiver's caregiver at caregiverdave.com, along with my lovely co-host, former mayor of a California beach town, and best-selling author, Debbie Peterson. Also coming to you live and on demand, 24-7 on numerous syndicated radio podcast networks, uh, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stitcher Radio. Oh, the list goes on and on. In fact, we're proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM and number two caregiver podcast on Feedspot out of the top 60 and number two caregiver podcast on CaringVillage.com. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today. Frank E. Leggetti third. There are two more just like him. He's become an expert in the grief process. Once you hear his story, you will agree. Frank, so great to have you on the Caregiver, uh, Caregiver Dave radio show. I had to think of what the name of the show was. <laughs> it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here with you fine people. Well, how do you know we're so fine? And the pleasure is ours, by the way. But look, I'm a I'm a great judge of character. I see these okay. I see these awesome looking people look <laughs> like you're smiling. You're preparing for a toothpaste commercial. Um, I, I I'm a real good judge of character here. And you're from New York, and that just makes it that just seals the deal right there. Well, actually, I'm not from New York. I'm from New Jersey, born and raised. But I love but, New York City. It's my favorite place on the planet. Well, you know, Jersey is close enough to New York, so it just okay. Uh, All right, you're All right. right in that vicinity. That's uh, right. Sinatra came from there too, you know. He sure did. All right. Well, I always I like to ask my guests is who is Frank Leggetti, not Frank Sinatra, but Frank Leggetti the third, and why was he placed on this earth? Um. <laughs> first and first and foremost, I am a lover of people. Um. And, you know, I've been doing what I do for 40 years now. I'm in my 40th year of pastoral ministry. Um, and there, there are a lot of people who are better at a number of things that I do, that we do simultaneously, but nobody outpeoples me, right? Nobody outpeoples me. Um, I'm not the best preacher in the world. I'm not the best organizer in the world, uh, and, and, and I'm not the best fundraiser in the world, but nobody outpeoples me. When I leave a church, people want me to come back. Um, so that's, that's number one. 
uh, you know, that I just love people. And then number two, I I believe, and this is and this leads into my ministry. I believe that women are the best people on planet Earth, with very few exceptions. And I've been blessed to have incredible women in my life who are responsible, and especially my wife, who was deceased. She died. She died of of COVID uh, just oh, about two years ago now. Yeah, and you know we'll talk about that. But um, the the look. I am the man that I am because of my wife, because I was an absolute idiot when I married her. <laughs> and she changed me. She transitioned me from the idiot and the fool that I was to the to the to the man that I am. She's responsible for what I do today. And and we you know, we did it, we did it for almost twenty years together until until she passed away. But 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 because of my heart and because of my love for people. I've been placed on planet Earth to make a difference in people's lives, and particularly in the lives of women, both single and married. Well, you know, they say behind every great man is an even greater woman. So I think you're right there. That's uh, definitely true in my case. Now, before I ask you any of my caregiving questions, I want to know, when did you first realize that women could relate to you so well that they would actually let you teach them how they can teach their man to love them without him even knowing he's being taught. Um, you just asked the $64,000 question, Dave. So, so um, I was home alone one day. My wife was at work, and I was in the kitchen, and I just finished eating. I was about to go back upstairs uh, to my computer, um, to do some work and I was leaving the kitchen and on the wall was a phone. You, you remember the, the wall phones, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and this, this phone had a like a 25 foot cord. You could wash, you could wash dishes. You could cook. Yeah. You could Who needs cordless phone when you got a 25 foot cord? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm walking past the phone and the Holy Ghost said to me, call your daughter and he identified which one. Now, quite often, you know, I hear that voice and I ignore it because I don't know what it is. But this time, I, it, it, the impression was incredible. So I reached over, I grabbed the phone, and I dialed my daughter. And typically, when she answered the phone, she, she would say, "Hi, Papa, incredible daughter." Yes, yes, yes. I'm prejudiced. I'm. It's very subjective. But she would say, "Hi, Papa." She didn't answer that way this day. When she answered the phone, she said. Hello. And I stopped. I say, Oh Lord, not my daughter. And instantly I knew it was a man because when a woman has that much pain and it was not a tragedy, if it had been a tragedy, she instantly would have told me somebody died. Somebody got was in an accident. Somebody got shot and killed. Somebody had a heart attack. She would have said that right away. When she didn't mention that, I knew it was a man. So I said to her, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, call me. I'll fix this for you. So we hung up the phone and I, um, we didn't talk. We didn't talk about that issue. Six months went by. Now we talked all in between, but that issue never came up. She's a grown woman. I was waiting for her to call me. One day she called me. And she said, Pop, Pop, I'm ready. I said, you ready? She said, yes. I said, hold your hand out, palm up. She said, what? I said, hold your, this is my version of sign language. Hold your hand out, palm up. And she did it 
But I could, I, you know, I could feel the frown on her face. I said, if you do what I tell you to do, when I tell you to do it, how I tell you to do it, I'm going I'm to I'm have him right there. She said, get out of here. You know what? It's okay if you don't believe me. But, and, and I taught her one technique. It is the technique that every, every, particularly every woman needs to have when the relationship is dead or dying. I taught her that technique. She hung up the phone and she did it to perfection and then she hung up on him in 20 minutes she broke up with him 20 minutes he was knocking at the door begging her to get back into the relationship she called me and she screamed in my ear pop pop it works and I went I told you it was going to work and then I started working with her and within a couple of weeks here's what she said to me that changed my life she said pop pop you need to write a book because women don't know the stuff that you're teaching me. And I started, I started, I went to my women's ministries leader at church. I said, look, I think I got something here. Bring the women together and let me do a presentation. I did my first presentation. They were blown away. I said, okay, okay, I got to do something. So I started, I started teaching. Then I started coaching and I started writing and here I am today. No better uh, plan than to have a man teach a woman how to treat a man. Absolutely. There's, there's no – my women – Debbie, do you agree you're a woman? Well, yeah, because I think a lot of times we're mysteries to one another. We don't get how men think, and they don't seem to get how we think. Men so. are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Venus. Yes. That'd I'm intrigued by a minister who, who gets it, so it must be the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and, oh, and oh I, absolutely. absolutely. I'm curious, are, um, you didn't really say anything more than hold out your hand. Uh, can you tell us more about what you actually told her to do that turned things around or started that process for her? See, the, the, the problem with most women now, I have identified 30 mistakes that women routinely make in their relationships. Now, no woman makes all 30, okay? But every woman that I've ever worked with that come to my program makes the first six or seven, all of them. And so what my daughter was doing is typical to what women typically do. She was chasing him. She was whining him, dining him, and pursuing him. When a woman does that, she gives all of her power away, and the guy lays back in the cut and expects her to please him instead of him pursuing and pleasing her. So she was doing all of the heavy lifting. I said, look, you got to stop doing that. You are working at cross purposes. You've given all your power away. You are, you are negotiating from a position of weakness. She heard me and then she ended the relationship because she knew it was not good and right for her. And then when she did that, he was at knocking on her door in 20 minutes, begging to get back in the relationship. And she said, pop up for the first time in my adult life, I felt empowered. And I began to work with her and teach her some other stuff. You know, um, I have three daughters. All three of them married the person that I told them they shouldn't marry, but they okay. did it anyway. Okay. They uh, ended up in divorce about 10 years later. Um, the uh, Then they picked someone that, uh, you know, was okay and I approved of. Okay. The baby, however, uh, selected her second husband, and I didn't approve of him either. And that ended in divorce. And now she's on her third husband. 
why I'm finally approving. And so, yeah, I get it. And and I've probably said too much to them during those times. And it was very smart of you when the first thing you told her was that, um, what did you say to her when, when she said, ah, and you knew it was a man, you said what? I said, I said, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, right. call me. I'll fix this for you. So basically, <laughs> you threw the ball into her court. You didn't try to give her advice. You didn't try to say, I told you so, or whatever. You says, hey, you know what the problem is, basically. I'm here when you're ready to talk. Because Absolutely. if they're not ready to talk, you're just wasting your breath. You're, you're, you're completely wasting your time. Well, and that's the first step in teaching them that they can have the power. You just handed her the power Absolutely. rather than taking it away by telling her what to do. Exactly. Exactly. Debbie, and did, did you get those questions I sent you, Deb? I did not. No, okay. I still don't have them. Uh, the Internet. What are we going to do with it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's start yeah, talking about caregiving, uh, Frank. Yes. Okay. Um, so let's see. You have an 80-year-old, 87-year-old mother at the time. Yeah. And a schizophrenic younger brother. Yes. And you lost your daughter. Yes. Not the same one, I hope. No, no. Well, any daughter's uh, loss is right. tragic. And right. a wife six days apart. That's four losses, uh, one way or another. How, right. That makes you, in my opinion, that makes you a grief expert. Okay. And that's what this uh, show is basically going to be talking about, grief. How do you handle the grief? Because uh, look at yourself. You're... You're positive. You're on top of the world. You're happy. You're, you're, uh, you're what everybody wishes they can be in the midst of the grief, pro grief process. Were you always that way when you were grieving all this stuff? Was there a different Frank that, that we're looking at now? Yeah, there was. There was. I mean, because, you know, it was, it was back to back. It was back to back stuff. Like a Job right? experience. Yeah, absolutely. In <laughs> fact, in fact, when my friends, you know, I found my daughter dead in her bedroom oh. while my wife was in the hospital fighting for her life. Oh. And she passes six days later. And so the word begins to spread and, and my friends call me and we're crying on the phone together and say, oh, pastor, oh, man, you're Job, pastor. God is about to take you somewhere because this is a Job experience. Um, and I, and of course I couldn't, I couldn't disagree. And I, and I remember, I remember I was laying in my bed. It was early one morning and I'm crying and I'm looking up to heaven and th those words were ringing in my ears. I said, Lord, if you, if you've called me to be Job, I accept that assignment. Just help me to be that. Cause right now I don't know how to do that. Just help me to be where what you want me to be, and 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 I'll do it. Um, it was not easy, you know. You know, I mean, everybody. Hopefully, everybody knows that when you when you lose someone that you love, that you can ill afford to lose. There are five stages of grief that you that you that you must go through from the loss until healing takes place. Um, and the first one is denial. And I did not know, Dave and Debbie, that I went into denial. And so what my ego defense mechanisms did, they kicked in. And ego defense mechanisms I learned in my psychology class over 40 years ago, that they are designed to protect you against hurt and pain. 
And so, and so my ego defense mechanisms kicked in and said, Angela is not dead. She's visiting the children and family in Florida. She'll be home later. And that's what kicked in, even though I had three services, right? And I'm in the midst of my grief. And then I've got an 87 year old mother I'm taking care of and a, and, and a 62 year old, uh, mentally challenged schizophrenic brother who is in and out of reality that I got to take care of. And now I'm cooking every day and cleaning the whole nine shopping whole nine yards. Um, I'm in denial. And it was six weeks later, I'm in the kitchen and I was fixing breakfast and the voice said, Frank. Angela's not in Florida. She's not visiting and she's never coming home again. Angela is dead. Oh my gosh. I broke down and I cried like a baby because reality had finally set in for me. Well, let's talk about, uh, cause there's a bunch of burned out caregivers who are grieving watching this show. The best thing someone can do for themselves after having lost a spouse or a close relative or friend. So your friends were coming to you and trying to console you. Were all of them consoling or were many of them irritating? No, 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 no. They, they were, they were, they were all positive. It was all done out of love. All but, saying the right things. Yeah. Yeah. But the most important thing that happened to me is my daughters. My daughter said, Papa, you got to go get some counseling. You got, you got to go talk to somebody, right? And Out they of said the mouth it. of babes. No, they said it, and they said it, <laughs> and they said it, and they said it. And you know why? You know why I got a therapist? Because I, I wanted to get them the heck off my back <laughs> and get them out my ear. So I went and got a therapist. I can tell you it is the best money I've ever spent in my life. So if there's anybody out here that you are grieving for whatever it is. I don't, I don't care if it's a, if it's a pet, right? If it's rocked your world, you need to, don't, don't, don't try to be macho man if you're a guy and try and, and macho way, your way through life. Go talk to a professional who knows how to address the things that needs to be addressed that will bring out of you that will, will, will require you to have the conversations about things that you need to talk about, whether you want to talk to them about them or not. On a weekly basis, I couldn't wait to talk to Dr. Beverly Gordon. It is the best thing I could have ever done because if not, I would have wallowed in my self-pity for an indefinite period, never having had those conversations, never been free enough to talk to somebody that I could be free to talk about anything with my deepest, darkest emotions and stuff that I wouldn't share with the general public. I could share with her because she's a professional and I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere and I could be vulnerable. I could tell her how I was feeling and, and, and whatever. And I didn't have any reservations and she listened and she listened and then she would give me feedback and before and after some months went by with the, the the conversations began to lighten and we began, I began to laugh and I began to realize, oh my gosh, I'm not dead. I've got some more life that I can live. 
and I began, I began, I began to see a light at the end of the tunnel. And that counseling session was the high point of my week every single week. Wow. We got to take a break. Uh, Don't go away. We'll be right back. Secrets from the Hammock is Dave Nassani's new book. This gives you many secrets on how to navigate life in an easy-to-use and read format. Imagine forgiving those that hurt you or realizing and using the power of momentum or discovering the hardest part of love and how to overcome it. Get this and more info with Secrets from the Hammock by Dave Nassani. Get your copy now. Available on Kindle, Audible, and Amazon.com. That's Secrets from the Hammock. And relax. Dave's got you covered. Okay, so you have a couple of days off and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Guilt, fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. CaregiverDave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting CaregiverDave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to caregiverdave.com and join now. Audiobooks gives you instant access to over 50,000 of the best sellers and hottest book titles in romance, mystery, fiction, and many other genres. Just visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Audiobooks to get started. Reclaim your caregiver sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too. Caring for someone with an illness or condition who is expected to live for a relatively long period of time is a specific and unique challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life Too today or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life Too is available at Amazon.com and Caregiver Dave. You're listening to HealthyLife.net. Millions of listeners know the secret. Now you do, too. Positive talk 24 hours a day, every day. Welcome back to the Caregiver Dave Show with my guest, Frank Leggetti talking about grief and what it does to us, what you got to do to get through it. The Internet is one of the greatest inventions uh, uh, of, of mankind, right? So all you got to do is let your finger, oh, oh, commercial, I'm dating myself, let your fingers do the walking, right? And go online and, 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 and those therapists, there's a rating system. And then there are reviews. Read the reviews. Look at the rating system. How are they rated? Talk to people. Um, talk to people you know. Um, go to the HR person on your job. Look, 
are there any benefits that I can take advantage of in terms of me getting a therapist? Do you, is there somebody, is there a network that, that our employer is connected with that you can refer me to? Um, will it be partially or totally funded by the employer? Those are all questions that you need to start with with your employer. There may be, there are benefits there. And fortunately for me, like, 95, 90, or 90, 85 to 90% of it was paid for by my employer. And so it, it, it was a no-brainer. But, you know, people know people. Um, do your homework. Go online. Talk to people you know. Um, go to your employer. Go talk to that HR person. Somebody knows a reputable therapist that you can, that they can refer to you and, and then go see them and, and make it happen. Yeah. You know, um, I'm sure Debbie would agree with this, but uh, when somebody dies or uh, it's an anniversary, you know, and then you got uh, holidays and special days where things usually happen with that person, how do you handle that? Yeah, for for just, you know, a lot of us, um, those days, those days are hard. I, I'm going to I'm going to tell you. Um, and, and then you, you know, you just, you, you, you have to, you have to confront them. You have to deal with them. Um, like Mother's Day, it. for example, you know. Yeah. Like for me, for me, it's weird. Angela died September 3. Um, and so Thanksgiving was the first big holiday, but typically with Thanksgiving, her family has a tr family tradition that they have family reunion every Thanksgiving. So for the last four or five years, I couldn't go because I'm taking care of my mother, right? She couldn't, I couldn't put her on the road. I couldn't put her through that. So Angela and I were apart for Thanksgiving. So that kind of helped there, but Christmas was difficult um, because, you know, we were always together Christmas and whether we were here or or elsewhere. So that was difficult. But the worst thing for me was I, um, June the 10th, I had gone to my barber and I got my hair cut and I got back in the car and my phone was on the, on the, on the chair and I grabbed it to put it in the holster. And I just happened to see it said June 10. That would have been her, her 70th birthday. I completely forgot her birthday and it hit, I cried. I'm driving down the highway. I'm crying like a baby. And so I do what I do. I reach out to my inner circle, family and friends. And, you know, and, and I talked about it and I, and, and I shared, I shared my feelings. I talked to, to my therapist and, and you just, you just need to talk, you know, talk about it. Don't bottle that stuff up because those negative emotions will find expression and it will come out in ways that you don't want to come out and it will come out in unhealthy ways. You got it. You got to release that stuff, all that negative energy. You got to release that. Talk to somebody. And I was able to do that and I was able to feel better as a result. So yeah. you can't ignore it. Um, talk to somebody, find somebody that you trust and share and share your thoughts and feelings and emotions. Debbie, are both your parents alive? No, I've lost both my parents. So uh, being the uh, recipient of someone who's grieving the loss of their parents, what, what question do you have for him that you wish you would have known at that time? 
Oh, wow. That's a hard one. Um, <laughs> I'm stuck with that one, Dave. I don't know. Um, was it a natural death or was it slow? Yeah. Um, sudden with my father, unexpected. And uh, with my mother, it was expected she was in hospice. Um, so Did you go through I, any yeah. grief uh, when that happened? Oh, of course. Absolutely, yes. What was the worst yeah. part of the grief that you can remember? Well, I think for my, I think the worst grief was with my father because um, he was fairly young and he drank too much, and I think ultimately <laughs> that killed him. Okay. And yes. um, he Why had a massive heart attack. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, but the interesting thing was how old, that, Deb? How old? Yeah, sorry. How old was he? How old was he? He was fifty-eight. And my dad, when he died from alcoholism, was sixty-three. Yeah, it's not a, it's not healthy. <laughs> it's not a healthy choice or not a healthy. Did you thing feel to... any anger toward him because he brought this on himself or anything like that? Because anger is part of the grief process, right? Right. You know, I think that I think that the anger was something that I probably dealt with at a much younger age. Mm-hmm. And I, I was really fortunate because I had a dream that I'd received a call. I was living overseas at the time that I'd received a call that he died. And I was really distressed by the dream the next morning. And when I woke up and, and I, I thought about it all day long and I realized that that God was giving me an opportunity to deal with something that was pretty likely that I was going to get that yeah. call, that he did drink too much, that he wasn't as healthy as he could be. And sure enough, about three months later, I got that call, but I was ready for it. Um, yeah, that's called anticipatory grief. Yeah. Right. It helps you prepare. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we have, sometimes we have that and that helps too. Right. Absolutely. So what's the worst thing a surviving parent can do to their grieving children after they've lost a parent, Frank? Repeat the question, please. Uh, what's the worst thing that a surviving parent can do to their grieving children after they've lost a parent? So one parent dies, one parent's left, and the children are grieving. What, what, what's that parent to do um, to I, alleviate I, the grief of the child? I, I, think, I, I think they need to huddle. They need to love each other. Um, they need to listen to each other. They need to be sensitive um, to the emotions and the pain of one another. They need to talk. They need to get together. Um, and, and it is unfortunate that in the midst of grief, that when when there's a funeral to prepare for and there are resources to divide up and money and property and all kinds of things, that 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 absolutely rips families apart and makes the situation altogether worse on top of having lost the person that you love that you absolutely did not want to love. My prayer is that families would not do that to themselves. Um, and um, and so, you know, my, what my family did, because I'm the leader of my family, my kids and my grandkids. You know, we we would come together and we would just reminisce and we just talk and we just we we would focus on the positive. Yeah, we would cry and and because we love her and we miss her, but we we would focus on the positive things. And because we're spiritual people and this is one of the things that gets us through because we lost a son who was a senior. Um 
uh, to lupus. We lost it. He was a senior in, in college, about to graduate. He died in February. He's going to graduate in May. Wow. If it had not been for our faith and believing in a resurrection, Debbie, that the Lord is coming, and for believing that both Angela and Paul uh, had had at least on the outside, as far as we could see, had had made their calling and election sure. Um, it, it it was it's been our belief that one day we're going to be reunited with our loved ones that has made all the difference in the world for us. It absolutely positively has made all the difference in the world that for us death. And the funeral is not final. God has the final say, and one day he's coming back to resurrect his people, and we will spend eternity. That's our focus. That has, that, that has ministered to us in ways I could never put in words. There's no words in the English language. Well, that's For a good, me. Time, good time to take a break. We will be right back. Don't go away. Secrets from the Hammock is Dave Nassani's new book. This gives you many secrets on how to navigate life in an easy-to-use and read format. Imagine forgiving those that hurt you or realizing and using the power of momentum or discovering the hardest part of love and how to overcome it. Get this and more info with Secrets from the Hammock by Dave Nassani. Get your copy now. Available on Kindle, Audible, and Amazon.com. That's Secrets from the Hammock. And relax. Dave's got you covered. Discover the world's largest anti-aging organization, Life Extension. For the best information, vitamins, and supplements, you just can't beat Life Extension. To start extending your life, go to the HealthyLife.net advertiser page and click on the Life Extension banner. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One arm, one leg, 100 words. The book is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. If you want USA and worldwide car rentals, choose rentacar.com. Free cancellations on most bookings, no hidden charges. They are trusted by over 4 million customers. Visit our advertiser page and click on the rent-a-car banner. Guilt, fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. Caregiverdave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting caregiverdave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to caregiverdave.com and join now. Remember, get positive emotions at www.healthylife.net. And we're back on the Caregiver Dave show with my guest, Frank Leggetti. And 
Debbie Peterson co-hosting with me. And we're talking about grief. And uh, Frank just talked about how he couldn't have done it without his faith. And so many caregivers have told me that same thing. You know, I mean, I'm I'm a caregiver and I have faith. And I, I don't know how I would have made it without faith. I, I wonder the people who don't have faith. I mean, you can put faith in anything. This chair it's not going to collapse under you. But how, do, how would you convince a person who maybe doesn't have faith that they should have faith? And and even if they would feel guilty that, well, the only reason I'm having faith is because I'm going through this grief and, you know, God must not, uh, uh, you know, count that as a righteous kind of faith. I mean, what would you say to someone who's beating themselves up like that? Look, my counsel would be, look, we need to believe in something that's bigger than us, something that's beyond us, something that is going to give us hope and that it that inspires our actions, our beliefs and our behaviors, something that causes us to want to get up the next morning and keep going in life because life, even though our loved one is gone, life goes on and we have to go on with it. Um you know, I, I just thought that when Ann died that, oh, my gosh, you know, I could, I, you know, I don't want to do this. I said, I don't want to do this without her. What, what in the world am I going to do without my queen by my side? But I know she would want me to go on. And so the resurrection gives me, gives me, lets me know that there's light at the end of the tunnel that sometime in the future, and I need to be faithful that my family will be reunited. And so it's motivational. It's inspirational. It, it, it positively impacts our, our actions, our thoughts, and our behaviors. Because sometimes we need a catalyst to get us unstuck. Yeah. We often get stuck. We need a catalyst to get us unstuck. It was my belief in the, in the, in the beyond that that has inspired me to go on with life and inspire my kids. Look, let's be the best that we can be so that when the Lord comes, there's going to be a Leggett Bodie Cooper family reunion and <laughs> all of you better be present and accounted for when the saints go watching it. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Amen. Frank, uh, I think there's a special place in heaven for you because you're taking care of your, you took care of your 87 year old mother yeah. And, you know, I think the Bible says, uh, honor your mother and father and you'll have a good life and a uh, long life, Absolutely. et cetera, et cetera. So, but, but it wasn't all, you know, uh, a cakewalk, was it? Uh, no, it's a role reversal. You become the parent, they become the Absolutely. child Absolutely. and they know that. And, and, you know, sometimes they're not very nice about it. And uh, especially, uh, you know, you've got to do a uh, humbling, uh, some would say humiliating jobs, you know, of toiletrying and stuff like that and the diapers and accidents. Uh, talk about some of that stuff and how you handled wow. it. Wow. Wow, Dave. <laughs> um, so Angela was in the hospital. And my mother had she was born with a congenital birth defect that she didn't realize until probably in her 50s or 60s, maybe. Um, and the doctor said you would be, get progressively worse and you will ultimately end up in a wheelchair and be an invalid. And that's exactly what happened. So by the time Angela goes in the hospital, August 2021, my mom is completely bedridden. And so I remember the day I'm standing at the bed 
and my mother needs to be bathed. And I had, I had to have a conversation with Frank E. Leggett, the third. Because I've never seen my mom without her clothes on. And no, nor did I ever want to have that experience either. And so I'm standing at the bed and I don't want to do this. And I said, Frank, I said, Frank, we had, we had a, we had a little conversation. He said, Frank, come here. <laughs> your brother, your brother's incapable of doing it. Angela's in the hospital. Tag, you're it. Get over it. Get it done. And so I undressed her. I bathed her, dressed her. And you know what? I didn't have a problem after that. But I want to give my mother some credit. My mother did not have a shy bone in her body, which made it so much easier for me. My son would come home and um, he would say, Pop, look. Take a break. I got this. He would bathe mom and just give me a break. She didn't, she didn't flinch. She didn't, she didn't have a, she didn't have a shy bone in her body. It made it so much easier for me to do. Was she what, a sound I, mind? Oh yeah. Yeah, she was. She was. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's mm -hmm. incredible. Mm -hmm. And so it made it so much easier for me to do this difficult thing. And after a while, it just, it just, it just became routine. All right, mom, I got to bathe you. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk okay. about uh, self-care, putting your needs first, put, putting your oxygen mask on first. Yeah. Um, uh, when do you feel like you've reached the point where, okay, I've, I'm done giving, giving, I need to take something now. You know, I need to have me time. I need to, ha was that hard for, or easy for you? No, man. No, Dave. Um, and this is going to sound weird. <laughs> and if my wife heard this, she would be shocked. Because <laughs> she couldn't get me to go to the mall with her. And I'm telling you that the mall became, Debbie, the mall became my go-to every week. I would, I, I would go, I would just window shop. But I, but but I needed to get out of my environment. I had taken care of everything at home. I had bathed mom. I had fed her, lotioned her down, you know, whole nine yards. It took taking care of my brother. And then at least once a week, I needed some me time. I had to get away. And even though there were times all I did was just walk around the mall and look in the windows and go in the store and come out and not and not having bought a thing. It was it was just time for me. Yeah, I think she's going to have a talk with you when when you get up there. To... I know, you know, and somebody's going to tell her. And you know what? I'm going to say, you know what, Dave, if you if you and Debbie tell my wife, I'm promising you I'm going to have amnesia. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> Listen, we need another break. Our last break. We'll be right back. We'll finish this up. Secrets from the Hammock is Dave Nassani's new book. This gives you many secrets on how to navigate life in an easy-to-use-and-read format. 
Imagine forgiving those that hurt you or realizing and using the power of momentum or discovering the hardest part of love and how to overcome it. Get this and more info with Secrets from the Hammock by Dave Nassani. Get your copy now. Available on Kindle, Audible, and Amazon.com. That's Secrets from the Hammock. And relax. Dave's got you covered. Guilt, fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. CaregiverDave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting CaregiverDave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to CaregiverDave.com and join now. Constant Contact and your small business make a perfect fit for marketing. They give you what you need to succeed. Fast and easy email marketing at your fingertips. Visit the HealthyLife.net advertiser page and click on Constant Contact to start your marketing. Reclaim your caregiver sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too. Caring for someone with an illness or condition who is expected to live for a relatively long period of time is a specific and unique challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life Too today or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life Too is available at Amazon.com and CaregiverDave.com. Get high-quality glasses, sunglasses, and prescription lenses at eyeglasses.com. Choose from over 250,000 items and 400 brands. Already have frames? Get replacement lenses. It's easy. Go to our advertiser page and click eyeglasses.com. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words. The book is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. When you need a positive point of view, turn to HealthyLife.net, your 24-7 radio network for a better future. And we're back on the Caregiver Dave Show with Frank Leggetti and Debbie Peterson. Hey, Dave. Yes. Can I, can I finish this last thing? Of course. In addition to walking around the mall, I started, there are times I went in those stores and I came out with stuff for me. <laughs> I have Good spent, I have spent like I have never spent before because it's a very simple concept. My concept has always been when you look good, you feel good. And the more I dressed and the more I stepped in church and people went, Pastor, is that another new suit? Oh my gosh, look at those shoes. The better I felt and the better I felt, the more I was in the mall. And so um, it was it was absolutely therapeutic to me. I could afford it. I wasn't spending money that I could not afford to spend. Um, and 
it was a major part of my therapy, and it still is. Well, as a woman, Debbie, <laughs> um, the only woman here, would can you relate to, you know, they, there's a stereotype that women love to go shopping, they love to spend money, and the men always make fun of them or criticize them. But maybe they're just trying to get away from being a caretaker to their family, to the kids, to the husband. Uh, would well, you I, yeah. agree to that? I, I think Frank's got got that one figured out. I think that's absolutely right. It is it is therapeutic, and it it feels good to do something for yourself, buy something for yourself, look good. Um, yeah, and and I th- so I think that that uh, Frank's taken a, a leaf out of his own book when he's working with women. Uh, he's figured something out there that that works for us, and it works mm-hmm. for him too. He's very in touch with his feminine side, and so am I, actually. <laughs> Did you, you feel know, guilty and selfish sometimes? Um, guilty and selfish about what? Just being, uh, you know, putting your needs first. Um, I did not. I did not do that. My guilt came with thinking about being with another woman, because when Angela died, I was convinced that I never would because I was convinced that there was no other woman who could ever walk in her shoes. And then as I began to heal and I begin to, and, and loneliness set in and I have always been better with a woman by my side, always. That's not even a thought. And so I'm thinking about being with a woman again and guilt feelings came and I said, okay, okay, look, Angela's gone. And then I talked to my children. I talked to my children because I was not just the one who lost somebody. My children lost a mother. Right. And I wanted to make sure that that when I started talking to someone, they were okay with it because there are there are many families when the loved one starts to talk to someone else, they do it too soon. And the children are still grieving and hurting. But yet and it typically happens with men more than women women deal with death better than men do men's got to have somebody first first of all we got to have sex right and so we don't have we think we're going to die women don't have that mindset right they can take care of themselves they cook they clean whole nine yards but a guy rushes right off and gets married again and many times those kids aren't ready for that i wasn't making that mistake i started i started talking to my children hey how do y'all feel about me dating some? Look, I'm not seeing anybody, but just how, just talk to me about the notion, the idea. They said, Pop Pop, mom's gone. Okay? And we know that some, sometime in the future, you're going to want to date again. And then when I started talking to somebody, I called them and said, Hey, I'm talking to somebody. How y'all feel about this? Pop Pop, we're good. Enjoy. So now they're at a point. How did you get so smart, Frank? You got so much wisdom. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, look, look. Because you think like a woman, maybe. Dave, Dave, when you've been on this planet for almost um, short of three weeks of 70 years, you better have learned some stuff. Right? Yeah. So, look, I love my kids. And so we are all hurting and we need to heal together. And I wanted them to come along. And now, you know, when I bring somebody into my life, they want to meet her. They want to meet her because we, we, we've been healing together. Well, Frank, we've come to the end of our time. So real briefly, let's talk about your book and what you hope uh, it will do for your readers. Uh, the book is entitled The Art of Womanhood. The subtitle is, which is I love the best, 
teaching your man to love you the way you want to be loved without him knowing he's being taught. Because anytime a man thinks that he's in your school of love, he's going to quit school and he ain't ever going back to class again. Right. <laughs> and so I and so and so my experience is men have too much pride. Their marriages and relationships can be failing. And and even my own members who would come to me for free, wouldn't come to me, and those relationships failed, and they ended up a divorce statistic. So here's what I do. I teach, I bypass the men, and I have an indirect approach. I teach the women how to teach the men to love them the way they want to be loved on her term and not his. It's a game-changing mindset and experience. Frank, I got, a, I got a granddaughter who's getting married to a man, and I've got a daughter who's getting married a third time to a man. And uh, you think these would be good books for them? Absolutely, positively, categorically, without uh, hesitation. I've got to buy two of them. I've got to buy two of them. I'm going to okay. get it. What versions do they come in? You got uh, Kindle, uh, Audible, what? Hardcover? Uh, uh, yes, Kindle. There's, um, there's Kindle. There's hardback and paperback. I'm going to do an audio book later. All, right. all, on, all on Amazon, The Art of Womanhood. Well, I'm excited. I, I will be getting that book for both of them. So, um, Debbie, thank you for coming on the show. Frank, thank you for coming on the show. How do we get a hold of either one of you? You got an email, uh, Frank, or yes. uh, website? Yes. Um, my website is theartofwomanhood.org, theartofwomanhood, W-O-M-A-N-hood.org, and all my information is there. Are you a nonprofit? Uh, I am not nonprofit okay. at, at this point, but I do have a coaching ministry for women. Um, it's a 12 week process and they can find out about that ministry as well, as well as the purchasing the book. All right. And Debbie's a coach also and a bestselling author. Tell us about your book, Deb. My first book is the story of the corruption I found and uncovered uh, with a whole bunch of people, but the women were the ones in government who took it down. And it's called The Happiest yeah. Corruption, Sleaze, Lies, and Suicide in a California Beach Town. And mm -hmm. um, the best way to reach me is just at MayorDebbie.com. That's the easiest way to find everything. Amen. And uh, you should be so proud that there are more and more and more women coming into politics in Congress and in uh, the House of Representatives in the state governments and the, the school boards, et cetera. So keep up the good work. We need more women in government because, like you said, they will bring down corruption, and we know there's lots of it. <laughs> yeah, right. unfortunately. <laughs> well, I can't believe how fast our time has gone. Uh, remember that all our live shows become recorded pod and video casts on all your favorite uh, platforms. My number one best-selling book, Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times, Spreading Wisdom All Over the World, available wherever books are sold. Also, my free membership website, caregiverdave.com, where you can also schedule a free 30-minute initial coaching call to talk about whatever it is you're struggling with. Again, to all my listeners, thanks for tuning in every Wednesday and making us the number one caregiver podcast One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes.
Secrets from the Hammock is Dave Nassani's new book. This gives you many secrets on how to navigate life in an easy-to-use and read format. Imagine forgiving those that hurt you or realizing and using the power of momentum or discovering the hardest part of love and how to overcome it. Get this and more info with Secrets from the Hammock by Dave Nassani. Get your copy now. Available on Kindle, Audible, and Amazon.com. That's Secrets from the Hammock. And relax. Dave's got you covered. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One arm, one leg, 100 words. The book is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. For the best in business class travel, count on Cheapo Air. Cheapo Air has the best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service, and easy booking online or by phone. To experience your hassle-free journey, start by going to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Cheapo Air. Reclaim your caregiver sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too. Caring for someone with an illness or condition who is expected to live for a relatively long period of time is a specific and unique challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life 2 today or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life 2 is available at Amazon.com and CaregiverDave.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. Guilt, fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. CaregiverDave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting CaregiverDave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to CaregiverDave.com and join now. The Bright Side of Talk, HealthyLife.net. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.